You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Well, that's it. Fun's over. The win streak is dead, and so are the Sacramento Kings' playoff chances. It's back to doom and gloom from here on out. Thanks to the loss at the hands of the Philadelphia 76ers last night, 119 to 111. I'm being overdramatic. I'm not here to preach to you about moral victories, but truthfully, I'm not mad about this loss last night. The better team won. In some ways, the Kings took steps backwards, but also they managed to rally and fight back. We saw a lot of the consistent things that we've been seeing during this streak of wins for Sacramento. A win last night just wasn't meant to be. But we're going to talk about the positives and the negatives. Spend a lot of time talking about the game that Marvin Bagley had going toe-to-toe with Joel Embiid as Bagley got some some serious minutes at the center position, plus two Sacramento Kings players are making their debuts in the G League. One is already wrapped up. You have to hear the stat line that Robert Woodard put up in his G League debut in the Orlando bubble. It's all for you on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And today's episode of Locked on Kings is brought to you by CBDMD. Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or you spend all day in an office chair, CBDMD wants to give you the support that you need to make it through the day. CBD Freeze and Recover is an outstanding duo of topical products with specialized formulas to provide targeted relief where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try Freeze, Recover, and every other CBDMD product, you can take 25% off of your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code NBA for 25% off of your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and a multimedia journalist. And like I said, I'm not mad about last night's loss. I'm mad about how it started. I'm mad that the Kings reverted back into their old defensive ways allowing 42 points in the first quarter, but I'm very pleased with how Sacramento was able to respond, especially in the second quarter when they outscored Philadelphia 39-24, to including a massive offensive explosion. Just suddenly, Sacramento exploded in the final couple minutes of the second quarter, including a barrage of three-pointers that actually gave them a five-point lead going into the halftime break. In a weird way, I almost needed to see Sacramento respond the way they did from that first quarter because you knew that all their defensive problems weren't just automatically fixed. Yes, they've been playing actually above average defense if you're looking at the numbers over this eight-game stretch. They've played very, very well. The defensive numbers have been up, but their problems haven't just vanished. They're still easily beaten by the pick and roll. They still switch too much, often uh, scramble on the defensive end of the floor. So Sacramento still has their defensive issues that they are working on. So you knew that a quarter like this or even a game like this where they gave up 119 points you knew it was going to happen at some point 
but I needed to see Sacramento do what they were able to do in the second quarter because earlier on in the season, Coach Luke Walton talked about it. When the Kings would fall down by 13, 15, 17 points, it was a hole that they couldn't climb out of because they couldn't really make it back. And they would fall into these holes quickly and just be playing from behind for the rest of the night. And oftentimes they wouldn't make up any ground, hence the reason for their large margin of loss earlier on this season. It was nice to see Sacramento make their way back into this game and to do so quickly. Look, we know this team can score and has no problem putting the ball in the basket for the most part. Now, they did struggle in the fourth quarter, and we'll talk about Philadelphia's defense in that fourth quarter. But overall, we know Sacramento has the offensive firepower to work their way back in. But in order to close a gap, not only do you have to get buckets, you also have to get stops. So to see the Kings not lose heart, to see the Kings fall behind by a significant margin early on, give up 42 points in the first quarter, and respond with both the offensive and defensive firepower to put 39 points up in the second quarter and hold Philly to just 24, that's significant progress for me. And the fact that the Sixers scored 42 points in the first quarter and then in the second and third quarters combined scored 45, only three more points scored in total in the second and third quarter compared to the first, I'm thrilled by that. Now, it was going to be hard for the Sixers to sustain 42 points a quarter for that entire game. But the way they were shooting, the looks that they were getting, the bounces that were going their way, in the past, we've seen all of that combine to become too heavy of a weight for the Kings to carry and climb back from. Last night, not only were they able to climb back, they were able to do it quickly and get back to the style of play that has made them so successful in the last couple of weeks. It was a combination of offense and defense. And it was actually the offense that let the Kings down in the second half to where they weren't able to pull this game out. When you see the Kings give up 119 points, you think, okay, defensively, they weren't up to par. And of course, the defense could have been better. But offensively is where they fell short. The second half defensively, I thought, overall was pretty solid for Sacramento. Now, still too many looks, still too many second-chance opportunities for Philadelphia, who ended up with 12 offensive rebounds. The Kings were absolutely killed on the glass in this game. A lot of that has to do with the foul trouble that Rashawn Holmes got in. A lot of that also has to do with the fact that Philly has both Dwight Howard and Joel Embiid. Those two are glass eaters. So Sacramento wasn't efficient or physical enough on the glass. But offensively, this team went ice cold after the great shooting first half that they had. The Kings had made 11 of 20 three-pointers at halftime. They finished the game 14 of 42, meaning they shot 3 of 22 in the second half from three-point range. De'Aaron Fox had another fantastic game. He continues to show he's a star. 34 points, 10 assists, another double-double for him. Also finished with six rebounds, so he creeped towards a triple-double in 39 minutes. But he didn't have much help in the second half except for Marvin Bagley, who scored 15 of his 17 points in the third and fourth quarters. Other than that, though, Tyrese Halliburton, who finished the night with 15 points, scored zero in the second half. Harrison Barnes, only four points in the second half. Rashawn Holmes, only four points in the second half. Buddy Heald, only four points in the second half. If those four big names are contributing that little offensively, Sacramento's going to have a hard time winning. But it was because of their defense and the offensive play of Fox and Marvin Bagley, that even with their poor shooting, Sacramento had multiple chances to win this game. And again, I know people aren't really big fans of moral victories, 
So instead of looking at it like that, look at it as a positive takeaway, a positive development. When the offense wasn't there for Sacramento, the defense was solid enough, not great, but solid enough to still give the Kings a chance to win. And look, the Kings were playing the 76ers. Philadelphia, who's in first place in the Eastern Conference right now with an 18-win and 7-loss overall record. I'm not using that as an excuse because, like I've said many times here on the podcast, the Kings can compete with anyone on any given night if they play the right way. And they did compete with Philadelphia. They had multiple opportunities to win this game and should have capitalized better on those opportunities in the fourth quarter. But the 76ers have championship aspirations. They know how to score. They have an MVP caliber player in Joel Embiid, who, by the way, finished with 25 points and 17 rebounds, also six assists, a couple of steals, and a couple of block shots. He had himself a night. But the 76ers are also a solid defensive team and very well coached with both Doc Rivers and former Sacramento Kings head coach Dave Yeager on that coaching staff. And it was great to see Yeager back in Sacramento last night. I hope he's doing well. Philly did what they needed to do defensively to get the Kings out of their rhythm. They got more physical, which we've seen many times in the past. Sacramento's had a problem with. They did a great job taking big names like Heald, Tyrese, Barnes, Holmes out of the game. And full credit to young Matisse Thibel, who guarded De'Aaron Fox about as well as you possibly could. Fox still got by him a number of times, but Thibel was physical. He was racing him to spots. He was harassing him and not allowing De'Aaron to get to where he wanted to get. De'Aaron was trying. He was aggressive in that fourth quarter trying to put the team on his back. But Philly had a strong defensive game plan. They executed it in that fourth quarter as good teams do. And the better team won. Again, I really can't be mad at that. I was really pleased with the performance that Marvin Bagley put together. And I saw a lot of people on social media saying they thought it was Marvin's best overall performance. And he spent a majority of the game playing at the center position against Joel Embiid, who is arguably the best center in the NBA today, although Nikola Jokic might uh, might disagree. I'm going to talk about Marvin's great game in just a second. But before that, I want to let you know that today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by 1010. You may have read about this in New York Times, Style Magazine, or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you more about it here on Locked on Kings. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. But when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's like a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to mark a special commitment, or if you're looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. If Marvin Bagley is going to have a successful NBA career, it needs to be clearly identified what his natural position is. Is he a four in the NBA or is he a five? Is he a power forward or is he a center? He has skill sets that could theoretically complement both positions. He's getting better with his outside shot, his ability to space the floor, 
makes him fit that four position maybe better than the five. Although we know how athletic he is, how aggressive he is at attacking the rim, potentially could become a rim protector as his defense improves with his athleticism, so maybe he's more of a natural fit at the five. This is a conversation and a debate that's been going on throughout Bagley's career and is only going to pick up steam as Bagley stays healthy, gets more minutes, and really starts to firmly establish himself in the NBA. And there are many of us here in Sacramento that believe that Marvin Bagley's natural position is a five and the center position is where he will need to play to be most effective. However, it's easy to see that if Bagley is going to be a consistent center in the NBA, he needs to get better and needs to become more physical, needs to be able to go toe-to-toe with guys like Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, and these bigger NBA bodies. Now, Bagley's still going to put on weight, still going to put on muscle. His body is still developing just as much as his game is. And last night, we got a chance to see what Marvin could do with consistent center minutes against one of the top NBA bigs. And I'm happy to say that Marvin Bagley held his own. He wasn't the better player. I wouldn't say he won the head-to-head. He's still a ways behind Joel Embiid. In the minutes that he played that position and in his head-to-head battles with Embiid, I thought he handled himself well. He got some stops, made some solid defensive plays, drew charges, was able to score on the offensive end. To me, Marvin Bagley proved last night that he can handle that center position. And I think like last night, the best way for him to develop into that NBA center is to continue to get those minutes and figure it out. Trial by fire. At this point in his development, it is a win that he proves that he can handle it. Of course, if that's going to be his long-term position, he needs to prove that not only can he handle it, but he can excel at it. But those are steps in the future. If I had told you that Marvin Bagley was going to spend a lot of time guarding Joel Embiid, One, you would have predicted a loss, no doubt about it. And two, you would have probably rolled your eyes and told me that Bagley was going to get worked and Joel was going to have the game of his life. Well, Joel still had a good game and did work Bagley at times. But if we're being truthful, I think we all were pleasantly surprised by the successes that Marvin was able to have. I love that he didn't back down from Embiid at any point. He fronted him in the post battled for position, tried to box out, didn't leave his feet and bite on pump fakes, so he stayed out of foul trouble, which was huge, especially with the amount of foul trouble that Rashawn Holmes got into, and he drew multiple charges, not just from Embiid, but from other 76ers players. Continuing this positive trend of Bagley leading the team in charges, being one of the best in the NBA statistically right now at taking charges, but using his athleticism to beat players to spots and make up for where he's lacking physically right now. Bagley was making the smart plays on both ends, but especially on defense last night. High basketball IQ moments from the third-year big man, proving that he is more than just a freak athlete with a quick second jump. Is Marvin Bagley ready for consistent, big-time center minutes? No, he's not but I am okay with the trial by fire. And I would like to see him consistently getting four, five, six-minute stretches in games at that center position against a range of NBA centers. Stars like Embiid and Jokic, glass crashers, perimeter bigs, 
post-up bigs, rim protectors. I want Bagley to face them all. And I believe with those minutes, we will see a gradual improvement in Bagley's confidence and capability at that center spot. I still honestly don't have an answer for you as to what is Marvin's natural position. To me, he feels closer to a stretch four than he does a five at this point. But as much as I love Rashawn Holmes, if Bagley wants to work his way into that closing lineup, it's Holmes that he's going to have to beat out, not Harrison Barnes. So those center minutes are going to be crucial for him. And I was happy to see him have the fight and successes that he did last night in that very tough position against one of the NBA's best. Where are you at with this? Would you like to see Marvin Bagley continue to get more minutes and more time at the center position? Do you think that's more of his natural spot than the four? Or do you think the four spot, that power forward position where he's spreading the floor that he's currently starting in, even though he's not necessarily closing games, do you think that's more of his natural position? Let me know and tell me why. At Matt George Radio on Twitter, you can tweet me publicly or DM me privately there, or you can email me, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. The Locked On Kings podcast is very thankful for all of our fantastic sponsors, including betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Betonline.ag, the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And with football over, the NBA, college basketball, the NHL, they're going on. Soccer's also happening internationally. The MLS and USL regular seasons are coming here in just a couple months. Of course, baseball season right around the corner. BetOnline got you covered for all of your sports gambling. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. And check this out. The Locked On Podcast Network has a show dedicated to helping you make money on Bet Online. It is Locked On Bets. Get fantastic gambling advice from them anytime that you want and you can even make some money on bet online off of sacramento kings wins or maybe even kings losses head to the website use your mobile device sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit at bet online your online sportsbook experts promo code locked on for that 50 percent welcome bonus The Kings will now enjoy a couple of days off before taking on a very wounded Orlando Magic team on Friday. And I just want to tell you, be careful with your expectations going into that game. Yes, if you're looking at the rosters, looking at the injuries that the Magic are dealing with, at least right now, we don't know who's going to be available and who won't be yet for Friday's game. But looking at everything and based off of the success that the Kings had over the Magic earlier this season, yes, it's fair to say that the Kings are the favorites. But these are classic trap games that have gotten the Kings in trouble in the past. Sacramento's playing good basketball. If they play how they've been playing over that seven wins and eight game stretch, if they play how they played last night in their loss to Philadelphia, they should win. But nothing's guaranteed. So be careful with your expectations. This isn't an automatic win and an automatic check in the win column. It's no way a guarantee that the Kings will be 13-12 and 12 by the end of that night, although it is a great opportunity for that to take place for Sacramento. I hope the Kings don't take the magic lightly. I hope they go and handle their business on Friday. Of course, we'll talk about that game more on the buildup on a future Locked on Kings podcast. 
What I want to talk to you about right now, though, is the G League bubble that is officially begun, and already one of your two Sacramento Kings representatives in the bubble have played, and they put up phenomenal numbers. Now, the Stockton Kings, who are the G League affiliate of the Sacramento Kings, they elected not to participate in the G League bubble, so they are not there. However, two Kings players, two Kings rookies, both Robert Woodard and Jemias Ramsey, were assigned to different teams who, yes, are affiliates of other NBA teams in the Orlando bubble. They're still controlled by the Kings, but this way they can get their reps, they can get that playing time, and already it's paying off. Robert Woodard, playing for the Austin Spurs, made his debut against the Memphis Hustle earlier this morning, and he had himself a ball game. He led the Spurs in scoring to their victory, and in 34 minutes played, he scored 25 points, shot 71% from the field, also had eight rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Robert was all over the floor. He was shooting threes, even though he only made one of them, and it was a transition three. It was a beautiful shot. He was attacking the rim. He was catching alley-oops, showing off his athleticism, showing off his physicality on defense. I loved everything I saw out of Robert Woodard in this first game. You know how much of a fan I am of Woodard's game. I think he can develop into something solid that can really help the Kings going forward. Now, I'm not predicting him to become a starter or a star or even a major role player, but Luke Walton had said that the addition of the jump shot and the development of Woodard's offensive game is what he really needs to be ready to compete at the NBA level because defensively he's got the body and he's got the strength to be a solid perimeter defender, and we know how badly the Kings are in need of that. Very pleased to see these numbers out of Robert Woodard. We'll see how sustainable they are throughout the remainder of the G League. And of course, every time these guys play, I will provide you with their stat lines, with updates, with information here on the Locked On Kings podcast. But typically, at least in the past, now I know the G League's getting better, but in the past, players who are ready to compete at the NBA level are typically able to have a lot of success and put up good numbers at the G League level. We saw it with Kyle Guy. We've seen it with a lot of players who have gone through the G League. We saw it with Harry Giles in the couple of games that he was sent down to get his confidence back up a number of seasons ago when he was still with Sacramento. So every time Robert Woodard and Jamias Ramsey put up good stat lines, have good games, it reaffirms the fact that they are NBA players and could potentially help this Sacramento Kings team. Jamias Ramsey has not played his first game yet. That is later on this evening as he is playing for the Agua Caliente Clippers. They are taking on the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. We'll talk about that game and the numbers that he puts up on tomorrow's Locked on Kings podcast. And speaking of that, on tomorrow's show, I'm expected to be joined by a guest. If you're in the Sacramento area, you should be familiar with him. It is Marshall Harris from CBS Sports here in Sacramento has done a phenomenal job covering the Kings, formerly from Philadelphia, so he had a fun time covering the Kings and the Sixers game last night. I can't wait to talk to him, have him join me tomorrow. We'll get his insight on everything that's going on with the Sacramento Kings, his opinion on this recent success that they've had, how sustainable it is. We'll talk to him about Marvin Bagley, talk to him about De'Aaron Fox. I hope you will tune in and join me for that. As for today's podcast, though, we are done. If you don't mind helping me out a little bit, if you haven't already leaving a review for this podcast, that would be awesome. Best place to do that is on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, where a majority of you listen to this podcast already. Hit five stars. If you have time to leave a little blurb about what you like about the podcast, why you would encourage it for other uh, Sacramento Kings fans, please do that. That helps us out a ton as well. And for those of you who have already left a review, thank you so much. They've been coming in left and right recently. The number keeps on going up. The five Five stars keep on going up. I'm very thankful for all of you for that. 
I look forward to talking to you tomorrow and having you join me for my conversation with Marshall Harris. Until then, my name is Matt George. Stay safe, stay healthy. I'll talk to you soon. You have been listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.